gotta give a motherfucker all the years I feel the niggas levitating, ever fading And I know the haters are forever waiting for the day that they can pay I fell off to be celebrating Cause I know the way to get them motivated I make elevating music, you make elevator music Oh, he's too mainstream, but that's what they do when they get down a second music It's not hip-hop, it's pop Cause I found a killer way to fuse it With rock, shock rap, with dark Throwing moves yourself, I make them lose it I don't know how to make songs like that I don't know what words to use Let me know when it occurs to you While I'm ripping any one of these verses, the verses Confession. Yeah. I've only played Banjo Kazooie once. Confession. I've also only played it once. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember that song. Welcome back to an automatically polarizing episode of Ding Dong It's a Podcast, episode 94. Wow. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> wow. My voice is broken. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> Do the roar. Do the roar. Dude, have you ever done the roar? You I've <laughs> 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 been watching a lot of distorted videos recently. Perfect. Basically, people just put a flange on. If you don't know what a flange is, it's flange. basically the. Or flanger, excuse yeah. me. And you basically go, they it's put that a effect. or a wah. On the whole video. And it just does too much. Stuff. There's a guy at like a protest and these two guys kiss and they go, hey, professor, watch this. And he like looks at it and you just hear him in the background. In the regular video goes, oh, get out of my way. I think I'm going to puke, which is a dumb reaction to have. But then also in the distorted one, he goes, oh, get out of my way. I think I'm going to puke. And it's a thousand <laughs> times funnier. Incredible. The magic of editing. The magic. The magic. Magic. Tyler, how you been, man? Good, man. I'm tired. I got a mm -hmm. week to go. Hooray. And then basically a week from, I guess it doesn't matter, what, a week from when we're recording this plus yeah. two more days. Wow. Then I'll be taking the gosh darn bar. Bar. Huh? Taking the bar. Bar. Which is a nightmare. Yeah. I am very tired all the time. <laughs> and otherwise tired <laughs> so, so. outside of that here's tired. what i'm doing it's being tired the worst part is it's not even like sleepy tired it's just like that you're wiped out sort of tired like when you were a kid and you ran around too much playing with your friends you got tuckered out but you didn't want to sleep right you're high energy except i'm not i'm also low energy <laughs> basically i'm like a battery at about 12 percent an yeah, old battery technically i'm still working but also like not that well no tyler are you a nine volt or are you a d battery or are you a c battery <laughs> i don't know man. why don't they make b batteries whoa that's honestly a great question because i make a double a and ah batteries but <laughs> batteries i don't why don't they make batteries make b batteries i think they do Is i that... think they're like the camera ones Oh, which would explain why I know nothing about them. Yeah, they're like short and fat. They look like a C battery, but they're the size of a double A battery. You ever lick a battery? Yeah. How much? To like test if it was good, just like no, just because you're curious. Like I knew it was good. I pulled it out of a package, but I still liked oh. it. Yeah, no, I you used ever to done do that? that all the time. It doesn't feel good. I don't know why I kept doing it. It's interesting, but had nothing better going. Yeah, well, right, and I think that's part of it. You grow up in a, you know, I love Missoula. It's great. But at some point, but eventually you're, gonna you're just going to lick batteries. <laughs> you're going to touch an electric fence or two. I never did the thing where you pee on an electric fence, though. This bit sponsored by um, the Missoula Tourism Board. The, hey, guys, come check it out. Gosh darn it. We're going to be working on bridges for the next five years. Building bridges and licking bats. Aries. Bats Aries. Do we have bats here? 
I know like Austin has bats, but that's on the Montana other side of the country. Bats. But I've like where? Seen in caves, perhaps. Well, yeah, out in the woods. What about caverns? Like, just We've going got camping. A few of those. Yeah, caverns. Low key the, shout out to Lewis the, and Clark Caverns. Though. The hole up on the mountain. Has... I was not planning on bringing up Lewis and Clark Caverns yeah. today, but well, shout out. big shouts Have out. Not a sponsor. There? Have you gone? Forever ago. Nice. Yeah. Me too. It's tight. They There's got it's, it's tights and might. Yeah. Cause it's a lag, boy. You know, you've heard <laughs> that of joke. Was you'd get it. You'd get it if because you've been there. Big shouts out. She was gonna like that joke. Our geologist friend. Yeah. Big stalactite guy. <laughs> He's stalactite. <laughs> yeah, dude. At this point, shout out Shibu. Getting them gains. All legs 2019, baby. Yeah, Michael and I were just talking about how funny Shibu is. Yeah, he's a funny and boy. It's funny because it's him, but I don't know that. I don't I, know no, it anybody, else, anybody who else pull off his sense of humor. Absolutely not. But that's why we like it. Yeah, I feel like people say the same about me, except bad. <laughs> They're like, literally, if somebody else tried to say the things he says, sure, why not? It would be funny. But it's just when he says it. It's I don't know if opposite. it's how he says it. I don't know if it's his face. I don't know what's going on. He thinks he's funny. There's something about it that I just don't like, and there's <laughs> nothing he thinks. can do to change it. Trust me, I've tried. I've I've suggested, and there's just nothing he can do. It's just your it's just your face, man. The days of our lives, am I right? <laughs> like the sand falls in the hourglass. Man, such a weird thing. Why the? Can you somebody... ever just hit people with one of those? What the days of our lives? Just uh, as the sand falls in the <clears throat> hourglass, it, it throws people off. No, because I don't know what you're saying. What is that phrase? That's what they say before these are the days of our no, lives. No, dude, I'm watching. I'm talking about the sit, the not sitcom, the soap opera. Yeah, is that what they say? I've yeah. never watched it. I've just seen <laughs> the days of our lives and like that little magazine that they have in the in the grocery store. Who's buying those? Do you think? Because certain magazines like are kind of rough to exist at this point anyway, because no one buys them. But who's buying the soap opera weekly? And is it spoilery, do you think? I Maybe. I even came into today with a few topics ready to discuss, but I feel like this is interesting to me. Are you looking up the lyrics to Days of Our Lives? Well, this I don't says, know if they'd be lyrics necessarily, but yeah, I think you get the point. Like the sands... Okay. Through the hourglass. Sure. Like the sand flows through the hours or like the sands through the hourglass. These, These are, the are the days, days of our lives. lives. Yeah. Nice. Why they got a film on them, you know? Why do they look like I swam in the pool too long and got a little too much chlorine or Right, your eyes just hurt a little bit. Eyes. It softens the setting. Yeah, but I don't like it. It makes it feel surreal. It adds to the drama. It definitely is surreal. It's surreal that that I'm show just can gonna last Google for like 40 fucking years. Why are soap operas like that? You're going to get a response is the other thing. That are a great deal. That's <laughs> a good joke get for a us. Great deal. <laughs> Soap opera lighting is a major Let's reason the show go. looks the way they do. Backlighting, part of the three-point lighting setup often used in television production, helps lift actors out of the background. Kay. This lighting shooting method means the actors can move around and the lights don't have to be reset for every shot. Like, fine. I'm, like, more upset now that I know what it is. Like, I know it was obviously a conscious choice because there's no way you get it like that. But, you know, like, okay. Lil oh, Two main reasons okay. for this lack of visual quality. Sure. Both were rooted in the problem of soap operas, time slots, and scheduling. Okay. Daytime TV shows generally don't pull as, in as much advertising revenue as evening programs. Right. Many soap operas air daily instead of weekly. So right. low budget, short production times, and quick turnarounds are the name of the game. Sure. Um, so just one big bright yeah, light, so basically. So the lighting. Okay. Shooting on videotape on a small set can reduce the subtlety of the lighting technique. Actors in the foreground often like... 
wind up very noticeably black, backlit, something that doesn't happen on shows with larger sets Got or shows it. that are recorded on film. That is interesting, though. Yeah. I watched a super interesting video about video lighting that I knew nothing about. Yeah. It was fascinating to me, like the amount that you can do. Like having taken like film classes and analysis classes and stuff like that about film. Right. Like in no way am I an expert, but I feel like might know just a tiny bit more than the average bear. Right. And I think that like it was interesting to see not only – because we, we looked at like the composition of the film itself. Right. And like, oh, how does this beginning to end work? Or, like, how would you make this? And instead, this is, like, no, literally, how would you make this? How would you film this? And, like, what does having a red light bulb over there do versus a green light bulb versus some other thing? And what sort of effects can you pull? And I was like, that was crazy. It was, like, 17 minutes long, and I was enthralled the whole time. That's wild. Man, what's wild to me is that soap operas can be on for, like, 30 years. Dude. Who's watching them? I always feel like somebody's watching them. Good one. And me. Okay. I was wondering if you were going to pull that one around. Yeah. It's a good song reference. It's a valet reference. Pulled it around. Here are the keys. Here are the keys. Hold that don't so don't be. I do not know the words to that. Dude. I don't know. How have you been? Let me ask you that. Dude. Fine. Nice. Hell yeah, brother. That's tight. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that I've done of significance. That's kind of where people ask me this. Yeah. And they're like, hey, what have you been up to? How's your summer been? And I was like... <laughs> it's fine, yeah. man. I got super burnt last weekend. You and did. Got, you were toasty. And got murdered by mosquitoes this week. Oh, and like at work. And I can't. I'm not even allowed to complain about. Yes, at work. I'm not even allowed to complain about the amount of mosquito bites I got, which was heinous. Because one of our other guys got probably thirty times as many. Oh as my I god, did. no. Because so I was his inside body is most a mosquito of the time. Bite. The all the mosquito bites I got, which was probably at a guess, just based on itch level, right was probably around 20. Sure, so like an itch level seismic four. Yes. Sure. That was me going outside for one to three minutes, two or three times just to talk to him. Okay, that's who crazy, was outside though. all day. Did he bring spray? No. Did you have no, you had no idea? We had, we had no spray. Yo. We had so much raid because there's usually bees there. Right. That no. didn't work. No. Oof. And you can't just coat yourself in raid. Yeah, well that is a bad, yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Hard drives so. aren't super effective. That's a good tech <laughs> joke. I wanted to come back to a tech thing, though, because I wanted to say, too, that, like, um, with soap operas, it always felt like they were moving yeah. in slow motion or, like, very – the, the soap opera effect, I want to say it might be called. Yeah. But basically, it's when your TV – like, when your panel – you know when you're filming Small old TVs and you bit. see the line moving yeah. across it? That's the refresh rate? Yeah. Uh, these are all very loose definitions. This is not a precise scientific explanation here. Why? But generally <laughs> – it, your 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 screen has to refresh itself, right? And so you have like thirty hertz and sixty hertz and one hundred and twenty hertz and one hundred forty four, and that theoretically, as far as I understand it, is the amount of times per second, per second it can refresh. Yeah. And so the higher hertz you have and the higher frame rate you have that they film on, because they film at like twenty nine point nine five or whatever, or thirty frames a second. Yeah. Generally, a lot of a lot of uh like. Or maybe twenty five is twenty four. Oh right, right, right. Like if you want things to look cinematic, you right. shoot in twenty four. And so it has each has an effect, but so like the when you have a lower frame rate, you can do a thing called like smoothing or blending or whatever, and mm-hmm. it kind of compensates for right. how many frames right. that you it actually have. Adds the the extra and frames adds back this in weird like kind of flowy <clears throat> sort of thing, mm-hmm. and it looks freaky to the human eye because that's not how shit works in the real world. Mm-hmm. And so that is the other thing that I always figured out, like, oh, how the heck are they doing that? But I think they just shoot at a different frame rate. 
Yeah, probably. Either way, it's interesting to me. I don't know. Man, bug bites are such total ass. Dude, so are sunburns. So you had sunburn and bug bite. Um, my sunburn went away pretty quick. That didn't really bug you me. You guys were fucking toasted, though. Yeah, you look now, like burnt marshmallows. Beautiful. You boy. are. That's true. I wouldn't say anything other than. That. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. We were. We were because we went last Saturday. Right. And didn't put any kind of sunscreen. Like That's, you've you've been victim to. I was gonna say, the, have we told that ones? story? I don't think it, so. Maybe. We have to now. So. Joey and I always get this. I don't think it's banana boat. It's like tropical breeze. Yeah, no, uh, I think it is banana it is. boat, but it's it's the bronzer. Yeah, so it's the SPF 15 mild oil bronzer, which is great. And it smells, smells like delicious. unicorns and rainbows. It smells like a vacation. Um, yeah, it like oh, it smells so good. And we would just coat ourselves in this. You know, you're supposed to put sunscreen on like half an hour. Right. So put it on before we leave the house. Drive to the float. Put it on again. Usually, we'd take a bottle. On right. the river just, with us and then put it on halfway again through the float. Right. So last week you guys didn't do that though, right? So last week we didn't have anything. Oh my God. There was no, like now I have a regular bottle of sunscreen in my car. Right. Just because everybody always needs sunscreen all the right. time. So why can't I be that Hang catalyst? Hang out with a bunch of pale um, <laughs> <laughs> um, And so we didn't have any of it. Sure. So we went on Sunday and we were like, oh no, we're going to get roasted. I was like, oh, is Jeff Ross the sun today? Because we're getting roasted. Good one. And, Very good one. And uh, didn't think it was that hot. Yeah. But that's always guess what, what came you. true? Right. We got absolutely cooked. Just obliterated so by get, the sun. So we get back and you're like tender. Uh-huh. And then the next you're day we wake up knowing that we're going with a big group. Right. And luckily the second day it was cloudy. Right. And not like the blazing sun cloudy where you're going to get extra sunburn but just from like the clouds breaks too, it up a little bit but like thunderstorm cloudy oh so well, the first three quarters <laughs> so of the float bad, were in the dark right with thunder happening <laughs> which sucks not and then all of a sudden doosh, here right. comes the sun do 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 and <laughs> we were all cold because it wasn't nice out right and then all of a sudden it was nice out so what are you gonna do you're gonna stand in the sun absolutely for as long as you can right so there's the reburn yeah that's arguably worse because you have a base burn and then you have a yeah so like but we put on some some stuff that day. So we got it. They changed the. Did the, they? It's, it's, it's see the one I I couldn't find the one we usually. It's like get. a spritz. It looked like the exact same bottle. Right. Smelled like the exact same stuff. Sure. Was not banana boat. Okay. Just have straight up beef with banana boat. Shit. Oh my god. <laughs> um. <laughs> but it was also clear. Hmm. It wasn't that like milky. Right. Weird looking stuff anymore. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. And the reason it's interesting to me is because that is a product I should know zero about. Right. I currently have two bottles of 50 plus SPF in my house <laughs> that I put on more often than you would like to believe. <laughs> I, in the past, have been sunburned during a rainstorm. <laughs> full coverage. <laughs> I was putting up a fence in our backyard and I, I got a sunburn. <laughs> and um, it wasn't a bad one, but it's enough, you right. know. The word melanin does not exist in my vocabulary. So we went floating a lot when we lived together and still do. I mean, like, not live together, obviously, but right. go floating a bit. Right. But um, 
but the difference between like a, like so yours it literally comes in a spray bottle, right? And not like a aerosol spray bottle. Like literally, just has a pump. It's like a hairspray yeah, like pump, a and it, you just mist yourself with we it. Just, we just say it. and we just, just oil your body because it's like yeah. So you get your bottle of unts and you just go tazy crazy, right? And so, or I guess it would be sprazy crazy in this case. Crazy crazy. So. I, on the other These hand, are the sprays of our lives. Fucking yeah, you're right. <laughs> Very good joke. Excellent joke. Ten out of ten would listen to again. So, I just got distracted thinking of other people compliment <laughs> their podcast co-hosts on on how good their jokes are, and I don't think they yeah. do. And so, I want to just say that I think this is a very that's a good deal. We're very forward. Yeah, I'm gonna let you know if I don't think your jokes that good, Thank and you. I expect you I to do the same that. with mine. Yeah. Fortunately, all Absolutely. my jokes are good, so I've never heard a single <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> Got a good joke in there. So, um, yeah, it's not that you don't say anything. It's that I'm too busy being a loud ass and just, like, won't shut up and compliment my own joke. You listen to the, for the subtlety of my joke. <laughs> right. That's, that's, meanwhile, you hear it ah, over here. So when we go floating, though, you guys would get out the bottle of oons and just, you know, if you felt like it, kind Lather of pop up. some on. I, on the other hand, had to get out like my paint roller and my fucking glue to put on. Did Literally, get my I, Matt, I was like, "Hey, Madison, can you grab my back?" And she was like, "Yeah, of course." And like, puts it in her hand. She goes, "What is this?" And I'm like, it's sunscreen. What are you talking about? And she literally is like, it's not coming. Why is my hand a shade wider? I was like, it's okay, waterproof. Here's the thing. You have to get a shade wider so that the sun oxide. can break through that first <laughs> and then to my soft boy skin. And so... It like, but it like for real, like it literally turns you a little bit whiter, <laughs> and so, we, like, and it just doesn't rub in. It's so just that's mayonnaise. the that's the basically <laughs> yeah, as close as it could be, <laughs> and not. <laughs> oh my god, can, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna puke. I'm gonna vomit. So. <laughs> But it's over mayonnaise, which is a reasonable thing to vomit. Mayonnaise. Sound like Harry Carey having a bad time. So <laughs> this is the part where Harry Carey has a bad time. Hi, Harry Carey here, having a bad time. Watching the baseball game. Ooh, where Baba? That was in Alabama. So. And when we went floating, I'm just going to keep starting the story over. Perfect. I think people like it when I do that. Yeah. We had gotten the to the we had gotten to the spot that spot. day. Spot. We'd gotten to the spot that day and we were getting ready to put our tubes in and I had put my second coat on cuz it is close to paint. And so I was letting that bad boy dry. Um and we kind of walked down and I realized that I had put on only like a 15 or 20 SPF. And so I needed on – or like that's the only thing I had left. So I put that on where I could. And then I needed a little extra because I knew I was going to roast. Right. There's a thing when you're real pale that you just – you call it the, the first it. burn, the base burn. Right. And what that does is establishes that, hey, skin, we can't hide under coats anymore. We got to just deal with the fact that the sun is out. You can't turn right. a corner and just hiss at it. You can't, like, <laughs> you know, be upset that it's light out. You just got to accept that you will burn one time. Yeah. And definitely more than one time. But there's nothing but the you can do. The first one's the worst. The first cut is the deepest, baby. Yeah. I know. When it comes to being sunburnt, he's first. And when it comes to being sunburnt, it's worst. <laughs> so, oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's a really good joke. Um, so we get in the water, and I'm kind of like, wait a minute. I don't have enough. Guys, can I borrow some of yours? And they're like, yeah, sh- uh, sure, okay. And I see on the bottle, like a dumb boy, SPF 15. I'm like, yeah, it's not much, but it'll do. So I spray it on the top of my leggies, and I'm getting those bad boys going, and like kind of on my arms. But I know for a fact that the area below my knee I had gotten. Right. The area above my knee, you kind of forget because your shorts come down below your <laughs> knee or at your knee at least. Right. And so when you're swimming around, it's whatever. But when you're sitting in a tube or a chair or any sort of your thing that you're Your thighs are exposed. Your, your shorts pull up a little bit, exposing some of that meaty daddy goodness right there. Ooh. Listen to that. My thighs become large. Dude, pretty much. They don't become. They just are. And that's fine. I can live with that. But they show. And that is an area that is not normally getting sun in my world. Right. And so I spaced it. And if anything, I based it because right. I put on straight up bronzing oil onto my legs a la Thanksgiving <laughs> turkey. And we begin to float. On this particular day, the river was not moving terribly fast. No, it was a long float. It was particularly sunny. <laughs> and I don't think I got out of the tube more than once. No. Now, for those of you who haven't floated a river, when you're floating in a tube, it's exactly how you would expect to do it. You don't, like, lay on it. You sit your butt in the middle of it. Think of a big donut. Right. You sit your butt in the middle of it, and that kind of touches the, the water. the stem down and back. Yeah, right. You lay, you lay backwards with your arms out, and then if you need to, you can paddle doing a backwards, like, right. backstroke motion. And then your legs sit, like, kind of bent up and over the tube, and your feet dangle in the water. Right. It's optimally comfortable. Good form, Tyler. Thank you so much. I've worked long and hard to get that. What I did not work long and hard for was the sunburn. <laughs> that came almost immediately. And the problem is I've I like gotten good at identifying when I'm going to burn and kind of how much and start planning ahead right. in advance. You mentioned when you were floating, you were on the river and it was like thundering. Yeah. That's <laughs> a nightmare. Yeah. Additionally, a nightmare is when you're on the river and you start sunburning because right. every person who's floating has a general idea of how much time left they have on the water. Right. And there's absolutely nothing you can do to speed that up. No. If you're on the river and it starts thunderstorming, maybe find a bank. Like right. if it's bad, yeah. like, but it's just <clears throat> not a good place to be. In the same way, if you see on your skin splotches starting to turn red, like in a way you've never seen before, like you might have <laughs> hit like poison ivy, that's a bad deal. But I was having fun, having a good time. We get out of the water and are starting to pack up. And I'm like, ooh, my legs are a little sore already, which is weird because I didn't swim that much. (laughs) And they're starting to kind of tense up. And I look down and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're a little pink. Okay, sure. The problem was I was wearing red, white, and blue sweat or like swim trunks and the bottom was red. Right. Like the flag. That's the color my leg was. I had not taken the time to lift up a a short just a little bit to see the almost alabaster white thighs that lie beneath. So we get home and all of a sudden I start like having more and more pain. And so I'm like, okay, I definitely need aloe. And you know I stay prepared. I I have both aloe and aloe lotion, which is so underrated. Right. But the thing is, it's like a sunburn is 
basically a burn. That's why they don't right. call it yeah. like a sun no, something like else. A blister from from burns. And so I go to bed that night, and I think things are okay. Right. Which is where I was wrong, because right before I go to bed, I undress, take a shower because we're covered in gross river water, and I hop in the shower and I look, and there is a distinct line. Just like somebody traced it on there across both of my thighs, and one half is white, 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 and the other half is strawberry red. <laughs> now, if you've had a sunburn, you know that things only get worse for like the 12 hours after. <laughs> And the deeper the burn, the longer it gets worse. Yeah, it, it doesn't just go away. And it takes a few days to heal. Right. Like even a mild sunburn will will oh, yeah. take Before like all two your or three days to off burn. And you're yeah. just a gross, disgusting right. fucking flake creature. So the problem is I woke up the next day and I literally had about 12 blisters on my leg. Oh, man. It Showering? Nightmare. Anything with shorts that went anywhere near my le- like knees, yeah. nightmare. <laughs> Existing, a nightmare. Because I couldn't even aloe. It was so <clears throat> badly burned. Like maybe, I'm not going to say maybe you should have seen a doctor because like, I'll get a text from my parents being like, really, again? This is like the 12th <laughs> thing that you should have seen a doctor over and just didn't that we're finding out via podcast about? <laughs> I think they knew about this one though. Yeah. Here's the craziest part though. Your sunburn, how long do you think yours lasted? Because it, oh. it was it was more burned than I've seen you in a long time. Probably Wednesday. I stopped itching about Wednesday. And you went floating, what, Saturday? And then and also Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So two days of burn, kind of back yeah. to back. Yeah. And you recovered by Wednesday. A little coconut oil and you were here and there. pinked up, yeah. Yeah. It took me probably Jumping a up. month. Like, I, I think Yo. I went floating like three more times that year. Yeah. Because I had to straight up recover from the burn on my leg. And for the next three years. He was the Neapolitan boy. Which is hilarious. That's such a good joke. Because I was literally tan and chocolatey on one side and white vanilla on the other. For three years, summer, winter, summer, winter, summer, winter, and back into summer one more time, that is when my tan line finally went away. I tried to blend it, and it just made the dark half worse. And I tried to, like, just super coat that and bronze the other half. Weirdly enough, other half didn't blend. It didn't burn. It just kind of accepted it. It was like, nope, too white. Can't burn. I don't understand how it happened but I've been keeping a very careful eye on my knees, and we're looking. I'm looking at them right now. I know right where the line was because yeah. I have identical freckles on my leg, and that's right where it was. Yeah. But for real, you can attest. We live together. Yeah. You could attest that if I was walking around or whatever, and I had some shorts on, and they came up a little bit, you could see that there was a line, distinct line, like hard line that looked like somebody just painted it. Yes. And it was just tan. <laughs> And pale. And even in the dead of winter, it was pale, pale, and slightly less pale (laughs) for three years. Until he kicked the pale. May he rest in peace. Dude, my legs are back in somewhat working order at this point. Yeah. But, like, I'm so weird about sunscreen now. I don't think that that's wrong, necessarily. No. Extra. Extra. If you're floating, 
Don't be like me. Because the sun also reflects off the water. Right. People forget about that. Sun reflects me. off cr- clouds. You can get hella sunburn when the clouds are out. Yeah. And Just sun reflects me. off the water. Right. The and water. you can get extra sunburn when you're on the water. It's a conductive it's, boy. Yeah. So, yeah. just don't be like me. Don't baste yourself. Yeah. I feel like, because that's the thing. Had I put nothing on, I would have been better off. But what I did was amplify it. I know it says SPF 15, but I think it really pulled the sun towards me. Because it made the, the tops of my legs shiny as shit. Psst. Psst. Come on in. Psst. Hey, sunny boy. The skin's fine. The skin is fine. Yeah, pretty much. Dude, such a nightmare. That's rough. It, yeah, you're telling me. Dude, I have heard and seen so many interesting things that I would love to talk about, but I want to check with you first to see if there's anything you'd like to discuss. I read probably one of the scariest headlines I've ever seen. Oh, God, okay. Uh, let me find it really quick. Please. And then I still can't read, so. Well, that's, that's never stopped us before. Here we go. Please. Here we go. It's from CBS News. Okay. <clears throat> House passes amendment ordering Pentagon to review whether U.S. experimented with weaponizing ticks. Uh, I, mm, I need you to read that slower and at least one more time because I've heard nothing about the words I think you said. All right. Here we go again. Again, from CZ, CBS News. Okay. House passes amendment ordering Pentagon to review whether U.S. experimented with weaponizing ticks. Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Yo. Dude. Like, we're living in a time when some pretty weird stuff happens right. and it's not all good. Right. And Mostly that, bad. I can, I can deal with that on a day-to-day basis. Sure. But fucking weaponizing ticks? You can- Ticks are so scary. Ticks are the worst. I am unbelievably nervous about ticks. Dude. For no good reason. I mean, kind of good reason. Going back to floating, if you're out on the banks or if you go on a hike or do anything outdoorsy in this area, especially during summer, ticks, like, somewhat likely. Yeah. Like a good 30, 40% chance you're going to have a tick on you. I want to just read this article. Please. It's not super long. Because I, and okay. We'll talk about it in a second, but I am like weirdly weird about ticks. No, I know so many people who are weird about ticks. I live with one. Right. Okay. Tell us. Tell us about what's going so, on here. It's typical for lawmakers to offer amendments, sweeping National Defense Authorization Act, every term. Rep. Chris <coughs> Smith to order the Pentagon Inspector General to conduct a review about whether the military experimented with making ticks into biological weapons. Absolutely not. The amendment passed by the House last week by a voice vote would require the Pentagon Inspector General to examine whether the department, quote, whether the Department of Defense experimented with ticks and other insects regarding its use as a biological weapon between the years of 1950 and 1975. No, no. My amendment tasked the DOD Inspector General to ask the hard questions and report back, Smith said on the House floor Friday. During the debate on his amendment, Smith said the investigation would explore the following questions. What were the parameters of the program? Who ordered it? A criminal. Was there ever any accidental release anywhere or at any time of any disease ticks? 
were any ticks released by design? Did the program contribute to the disease burden? Could any of this information help current day researchers find a way to mitigate these diseases? Dude. That's like the scariest series of questions I think I've ever seen. I completely agree, and here's why. Ticks, for those of you who don't know what a tick is. You're lucky. Yeah, Consider thank yourself God. What a world a, you live in. Blessed, uh, uh, ticks are tiny little scare. like armored creatures that, I don't know, how big are they? Like They're maybe like the size a, of, if a, a big tick is like the size of a dime. That's a huge. That's dude, a huge. That's tick. a gigantic tick. Yeah. So uh, maybe the size of your pinky fingernail. Yeah. Or smaller. Or smaller. Generally smaller. And what they do? Oh, is Rose commenting? What? Yeah, that's, that's a- why I said and smaller. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're scary. <laughs> you definitely won't pick any of that up, but. You decide what what Rose was saying. Anyway, she was, yeah. So the thing is, though, they carry a bunch of scary shit with them. So you hear about like mosquitoes and malaria and basically that's like Nile virus. Right. All that stuff. Ticks have like scarier versions of all of that shit. Rocky Mountain Spotted was the big one. Yeah. And that I don't know that that is that curable. I don't think that that I I think that's the one that's I think it's treatable. Yeah. If you catch it fast enough. Right. Which is very hard to do because it doesn't. It, what? What? Which one? Rocky Mountains viral. Colorado's bacterial. Okay. Both are bad, and they just fuck you up. But then, as of like a few years ago, they came, There was like new evidence that there is this thing where ticks were biting people, and they became allergic to meat. Yeah. Yeah. Like forever. Yeah, like you just could not eat meat anymore. Like it would just fuck you up if you ate meat. What? And so th- so that somebody had enough questions and enough, hopefully, enough of a basis. I mean, shit, to right. pass the house. That's a few. Right. Hu- that That's people agreeing generally. Right. That like, oh, maybe this is something we look into. Yeah. What? Yeah. Dude. So. <clears throat> I hate that. So I'm going to keep reading the article. The theory, which sounds like something straight out of a science fiction novel, contends that bioweapon specialists pack ticks with pathogens that could cause severe disabilities, disease, and death among potential enemies to the homeland. No. Fucking, that's, we don't need that kind of language. Smith said he was inspired to add the amendment to the annual defense bill by a number of books and articles suggesting that significant research had been done at the U.S. government facilities, including Fort Derrick, or Fort Detrick, Maryland, and Plum Island, New York, to turn ticks and other insects into bioweapons. I hate that. Those books, however, have been questioned by some experts who dismiss long-held conspiracy theories that the federal government aided the spread of tick-borne diseases and federal agencies, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that part I can see. Oh, Lyme disease is the other big one you get get from ticks. Um Smith has been fierce about advocating awareness uh, for Lyme disease and increasing prevention efforts. Well, hopefully this isn't just a crazy dude throwing conspiracy theories into our defense budget. Yeah. But on the off chance it is, I or just, it isn't. I just want this to come back and so, so negative. And conclusively know that yeah. this guy is crazy, maybe shouldn't have been, you know. Right? Because if it was the 1950s to 1970s, that's plenty of time to move from the East Coast. Oh, easily. Across. Yeah. Get a few Mike of those Posner is walking up. across the United States right, right now. Right now, it's not taking and him And I think ticks years. can move better than Mike Posner. Well, 
And that's debatable. <laughs> Dude. Okay, so speaking of, this is a weirdly good segue. Perfect. Speaking of um, government conspiracy theories and, and modern pop culture, um, there is currently a, a an event. My mom's here. Oh, your mama's here. Say hi to your mama. Okay. I'll tell the people about this. That's fine. Hi, Carla. Um, there's currently an event on Facebook right now that has now gotten to the point that so many people have signed up, it's made popular news media. And essentially what it is is it's called Storm Area 51. The idea, it says more than one million people have RSVP'd to ambush Nevada's famed Area 51 this September, an affair whose jokey pet premise is so deadpan it has gained some serious mainstream attention. Early in the week of July 1st, um, people started posting an event called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us, which is a hilarious title if you just think about it. Per the event description, they fly out to Lincoln County and, quote, all meet up at Alien 51 Alien Center tourist attraction to coordinate our entry. Perfect. The goal is supposedly to break into the highly secretive and secured military compound, which has often been characterized in fiction as a place where the U.S. government houses and researches alien technology. The thinking goes that if a bunch of people head towards the high security base at once, the military won't stand a chance at stopping them. <laughs> For added measure, and this might be my favorite part, the event notes, if we Naruto run, a reference to a highly particular, frequently memed style of running from the long-running anime Naruto, we can move faster <laughs> than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. People have been, like, putting up attack plans, but it's full of things like, okay, so it's, like, poorly labeled. It's got a little map <laughs> called a game plan, and it says, like, you can join as a Naruto runner, a rock thrower, or a Kyle. <laughs> Which is basically like somebody who will just punch holes in walls and drink Monster. Um, somebody goes, hello, U.S. government. This is a joke, and I do not actually intend to go ahead with this plan. I just thought it would be funny and get me some thumbsy-uppies on the internet. <laughs> it reads, I'm not responsible if people decide to actually storm Area 51. So the other crazy part about this, though, is like, yeah, that's hilarious. And it has led to a string of some of the funnier memes. Oh, easily, yeah. Like, funnier for longer. Yeah, I, no, like I, it's these are just rivaling held on. the me and the boys memes that were dominating for a while. And like, like I, they have, I love that popular news sources have to now report yeah. on memes because that makes me yeah. that makes me laugh. The part where people have to unfortunately take a few idiots seriously does not make me happy. Right, and like. But I'm just I'm looking at it. there's a bunch of good ones right here. Like one says how I'm gonna leave Area 51 versus how or how I'm gonna enter Area 51 versus how I'm gonna leave. And entering is just a bicycle, but leaving is a clip from ET flying <laughs> over the moon on the bike. And just it's so funny. The thing is though, is that the Air Force has responded now. Right. And they, here it says, however, official comments from could uh, fuel attendees mock paranoia about the Air Force gunning them down uh, during their raid. Area 51 is an open training range for the U.S. Air Force, and we would discourage anyone from trying to come into the area where we train American armed forces, the spokesperson told the Washington Post. Right. The U.S. Air Force always stands ready to protect America and its assets. <laughs> so the thing is, though, with the memes that have started getting posted and people being like, yeah, obviously this isn't serious. Like, of course, there's going to be some dumb idiots who show oh, yeah. up and are like, oh, can't wait. <clears throat> I think some is an understatement. I think there's going to be a decent a amount of people, people are going to show, show up. up. But. The problem is that it's like 15 miles from the gate to Area 51 itself through like desert. So that's not going to – that's going to mess up a lot of people. Plus it's like people will just be on hand with ready to charge like federal right. trespass. I saw a 
snap the other day <clears throat> that was a guy in a military uniform yeah. that was like off to this meeting to yeah. talk about what might happen if people storm Area so 51. So that's what I was going to say, is that the Air Force is defending it and has to like unfortunately treat it as a somewhat real threat, right. even though it's a bunch of fucking idiots <laughs> and, so, and like shitty memers online who- Three million Three of them. million of them, dude. I, okay, for just full disclosure sake, I have not RSVP'd to this. I don't plan on it. Me neither. But it is funny. <laughs> and so I already took that day off. The work, thing though. is, though, I saw I was looking on like Reddit last night. Yeah. And there was a guy who posted. He's like, my brother is in the Air Force, and he sent me these snaps. Yeah. And it was snaps of like, okay, and it was the funniest looking slideshow <laughs> ever. But it's like clearly in a base, and it like clearly is slides and people in like army garb <laughs> being like, okay, Naruto run is this. Like, these are not real threats, but we kind of have to pretend they are. And he had to go to, like, a three-hour training last night on, like, what the fuck to do if people attack Area 51. Oh, no. What a dumb thing. Oh, no. But also, just kind of funny. Right? Like, like, I don't like the fact that, like, uh, service I, members are getting pulled into that. Like, no. I don't like that anybody has to take this at all seriously. Yeah, I just hope nobody gets hurt. Like, that's the other thing. That's... It's like... But what a sad, I sad can't time. say, yeah, what a fucking world we live in that it doesn't make me laugh a lot at all of the dumb, like me when I find my alien girlfriend jokes right. or like me with my cool alien technology. And like, <laughs> it's just, and like everybody's getting into it. Like Lil Nas X is like yeah. the old town road guy. Yeah. He is. He just released another old town. I know road he music did video. with Mason Ramsey and young thug. No, no, and no, 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 no. Er, The he, old town raid video. No, what? he has another old town road music video. That's just week 17 of being the number one song in the country. I love So that. he just put out of the, the Billy Ray Cyrus version. Yo, I am a big fan of that. I'm also a fact that he's shooting Panini right now. And yes. that video looks fuego. Hey, Bonini. hey, don't you be a meanie. So, what I'll say, though, is that I think it is funny because even people like, OK, he started as a guy who did like tweet deck and stuff. So he did right. or was a tweet decker, as I guess yes. what he'd be called. But basically, he like harvested viral tweets and like got built a following online. Right. Um, as like, I want to say a Nicki Minaj fan account, if I remember correctly. I think I've heard that as well. Which is funny, too, because he released his album on the same day or his EP on the same day that Nicki Minaj released her le- recent album. And that is a funny thing to me. Oh, no. And the humor the is not album? lost. Whatever the one that came out like three weeks ago was. His it, EP came out on the same day, like June 21st. I didn't know no, that Nicki was my Minaj thing, too. I was like, anything? Nicki like, Minjaj. I, I thought the last thing she put out was her Queen album. Maybe. But I know that there was a uh, Nicki Minaj album coming out the same day that Lil Nas X's album came out. And it's funny to me that his absolutely obliterated hers. In the standings. She put out a song called Megatron. Oh, maybe that was it. Either way, though, funny that a Stan account now, like, blew hers out of the water. Yeah. So, but he's tweeting a bunch of shit. Like, he had, a like, an animated video called Old Town Raid, and it was about them breaking into Area 51 with the Mason Ramsey remix. Yo. Like, people are getting into it, and it cracks me up. But it's, it, that's one I watch from a distance where mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so dumb. Yeah. But I'd be lying if I said it wasn't funny. Right. I have one more big thing that I want to talk about. Right. If we have, we've got some time. Yeah, we've got a little time. Last week we talked about a lot of kind of new movies coming out that are not new movies. They're yes. in fact remakes of old yeah. movies. 
but that Disney really seems to have latched onto this idea that they need to do live action versions right. of pretty much all of their films, it seems right. like. Now, that started a while ago with like your Beauty and the Beast and things yeah, like which that. Which was good. And, which was good. And then you move forward and you, now you're in the, the big three right now are Aladdin, Lion King, Mulan. Right. Kind of Little back Mermaid. to back to back. Oh, and Little Mermaid. Shit, I forgot about that because that was very recent. Right. So those <clears throat> are kind of your big four, I guess. Yeah. That are coming out, you know, in a in a somewhat recent order or yeah. trajectory. Yeah. But with each of those comes complaints and criticisms. And a lot of it comes down to the fact that, like, the movies are someone else's idea of what that should be. Right. Or like we talked about last week, like that The Lion King, I've continued reading reviews to see if I want to even go see it. Right. Because that cast on paper is bulletproof. There's yeah. just nothing that can oh, be absolutely. It. But I watched that clip again last night to just like see if I was crazy and maybe it was just the first time and like, oh, somebody shit on it. And then I watched right. it. Just out of the blue, I watched it again last night. It doesn't look good. And I've heard that over and over and over again from people and like news sources that I've read that are like, the movie is fine. The singing is beautiful, but it's very much like, okay, literally what would a lion, like it's made so well right. and so pretty and so realistic right. that it's like, okay, it literally is just a lion, a warthog and a meerkat kind of weirdly opening and closing their mouths and a beautiful song is coming out. Right. And it looks detached. See, I think it worked for, cause Jungle Book came out a right. while back and that one was pretty good. Um, and it, I think it worked because they don't really sing in that movie. They have right. the bare necessities. Sure, but that's I don't even not... remember if that song was in it. Right. Uh, but it was like, oh, you're in the jungle with these creatures and just like not singing. Right. So the thing is, is that it seems like even without all of the kind of like negative press that those are getting and stuff like that. And it's the other and other franchises are getting into it too, like Sonic. Right. Sonic is doing a live action movie and it had such a major like backlash, backlash that literally they said, "Okay." And again, there's theories about that too about right. whether or not it was like planned, like let's put out a bad version and then then anything already be in the process out. of changing yeah. it and anything different will be better. Right. So, but they put it out and it had such massive backlash that they literally kicked the movie release date back like six months. Yeah. And we're like, we're redoing Sonic through the entire movie. We're reanimating it. That's wild. So, the most recent and I would argue terrifying entry into this horrible little genre of films is Cats. Ah, yes. I just watched the uh, trailer for that yesterday. Tell me in a few words what you thought of the Cats trailer. I was just sad that they roped the caliber of people into it that they did. Dame Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Jason Derulo. I don't know that. I, okay. Idris Elba. Idris Elba would definitely be third on that list. Yeah. I have had an issue with Jason Derulo ever since I found his Twitter account. Oh, really? Yeah. Where he did like Do the tell. dumb kimono pictures. Did oh, I show you yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jason Derulo's always done some Jason Derulo's stuff, a meme to me. But like, I feel like he's better than a cat. But even like T Swift is in that movie. Yeah. And okay. So, and then there's like a ballerina who's the, the, yeah. like, Main the one, main cat. I guess. Mm -hmm. I'll say this, though. I have not seen Cats. Right. Nor do I necessarily care to. Right. 
But I've heard that the plot is just wild. Yeah. I know there's things called Jellicle Cats. I know that they have fun names like Rum is it like Rum Tum Tugger, something like that. I have that. no idea. Well, I do. And <laughs> here's the thing. One is called Old Deuteronomy. I, you think I'm kidding. So I have two things that I'd like to read us here. The first is a Twitter summary of the plot of Cats. Okay. As narrated by a person online. And, you know, they're doing it through tweets, so it has to be kind of short. Right. After I read this, I would like to quickly try and read through the plot as per Wikipedia. Okay. And see how close they line up. <laughs> because having only read the Twitter one, I'm curious if this dude just just making it up. I hope so. <laughs> or if he's spot on and basically, like there was a trend a while ago, it's like, explain this movie, but like in a way that doesn't really make sense. Right. And so you would take, like, Aladdin, and you'd be like, a magical blue man temporarily fucks over a poor street urchin and then fixes it. And then fixes it. But, ju- like, barely. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So, here's the premise of cats as told by Twitter. So, you got a bunch of cats running around up there. Seems simple enough, right? We're in, we're out. Well, think again, pal. Because this isn't just another night in the alley. An enormous cat has chosen tonight to vaguely announce that he can send a cat to heaven. He never really goes into detail, but the rule seems to be one cat gets to go to heaven regardless of whether or not they're sick. And no one starts crying. They just take that shit in stride. So then, instead of pleading their case for why they deserve to go to heaven when they die, which is tonight, even if they're healthy... They spend an hour introducing themselves to the audience. Like, as an advertisement for themselves? No fucking way. They spend a ton of time singing about how dishonest and sinful they are. And that's the first act. So far, so weird, right? It gets weirder. Act two, you're like, strap in. This will probably be all about heaven. And years later, you'll remember thinking that. (laughs) And it'll break your dang heart. Because nope. Three to four more cats just introduce themselves. And then this heaven cat, who, by the way, has done zero magic and proven nothing, shows back up. And you're watching and you're like, here we go. Better late than never. But he just sort of moseys around. And then all of a sudden his skin falls off and the devil jumps out. So now you're watching. What? And he throws a firework at somebody and you're like, it was all worth it. Here we go. Here we fucking go. But then two cats dance aggressively near him. And so he apologizes and politely leaves. So then two more cats introduce themselves. And then some old woman cat we've never met shows up and sings the only song from Cats You Know. And then she goes to heaven. And that should have been the first two tweets. That is the plot of Cats, as told by Twitter. What? That sounds so wild to me. But, as we speak, I'm typing in Cats plot, and I'm clicking on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Now, neither of us have seen this, have we? Wikipedia, not a sponsor. Have you seen Cats? No, I have not seen Cats. Do you have any interest in seeing Cats? I, no. I guess, spoiler alert for a while ago. Yeah. uh, If that's correct. I haven't seen it at this point. 
Sure. I'd, again, it's too far. It's past I don't know the, that I would go to Cats the movie and be like, this is what I should probably base my oh, expectations of yeah. this historical musical on. It was interesting. I think it's going to hit a very niche audience, and I will say no more than that. I agree. <laughs> Act one is called When the Cats Are Maddened by the Midnight Dance. After the overture, the cats gather on the stage and describe the Jellicle Cat tribe and its purpose. The cats, who break the fourth wall throughout the show, then notice that they are being watched by a human audience and proceed to explain how the different cats of the tribe are named. Okay. So far, so good. This is followed by a ballet dance performed by Victoria the White Cat to signal the beginning of the Jellicle Ball. Okay. At this moment, Munka Strap, the show's main narrator, explains that the Jellicle Patriarch Old Deuteronomy will make an appearance and choose one of the cats to be reborn into a new life on the heavenside layer. Okay. So far, so good. <laughs> Pardon the... By the way, the names just get weirder from here. Perfect. I skimmed this last night to make sure that this was even worth doing. Right. And I thought I straight up might have died. <laughs> like, I was like, am I on the heavenside layer? Because... <laughs> <laughs> These are bullshit names. <laughs> Fucking Munka Strap and Old Deuteronomy are the first two names outside of Victoria the White Cat, which seems pretty apt given that she's a, a white, white cat. cat. The first contender Munka Strap induces is Jenny Annie Dots, <laughs> aka the or through a song called The Old Gumby Cat. A large tabby cat who lazes around all day, but comes nighttime, she becomes active, teaching mice and cockroaches and blah, 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 all this other stuff. The, just as the music changes suddenly and Rum Tum Tugger makes his extravagant entrance in front of the tribe, he is very fickle and unappeasable, quote, for he will do as he do do, and there's no doing anything about it. Then, as Rum Tum Tugger's song fades, a shabby old gray cat stumbles out wanting to be reconciled. It is Grizabella. <laughs> All the cats back away from her in fear and disgust and explain her unfortunate state. Grizabella leaves and the music's changed to a cheerful upbeat number as Bustafer Jones, which is Busta Rhymes' actual full name. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> a fat cat in a coat of fastidious black is brought to the stage. Bustafer Jones is among the elite of the cats. All of these are going to be my new creative character names. Because currently mine is Snacks LeBrunch or yeah. Mike Truck. But Bustafer Jones is a pretty good like NCAA football name. Bustafer Jones would be a hell right. of a quarterback. Um, he's among the elite of the cats and visits prestigious <laughs> gentlemen's clubs. <laughs> Suddenly, a loud crash startles the tribe and the cats run off stage in fright. Hushed, giggling sounds signal the entrance of Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser. <laughs> a pair of near-identical cats. They are mischievous petty burglars who cause trouble around their human neighborhood. After they finish, they are caught off guard and confronted by the rest of the cats. Okay, quick pause. So far. Pause. Quick cat pause. So far, spot on. The tweets have done it justice. We continue. Finally, the Jellicle Patriarch, Old Deuteronomy. I read those four words in order, and they, those don't feel like that's possible to make a sentence. No, no, not he at all. He arrives before the tribe. He's a wise old cat who has lived many, many lives and is tasked with choosing which Jellicle will go to the Heaviside Lair every year. Wow. The cats put on a play for Old Deuteronomy, telling a story about two dog tribes clashing in the street and being scared away by the great rumpus cat. A somber moral... Mar Mar anyway, something is interrupted by a second loud crash, presumably from Macavity, obviously, which sends the alarmed cat scurrying. 
after a quick patrol, false alarm, and then the the main celebration begins, the Jellicle Ball, in which the cats sing and display their Terpsichorean powers. This can't be real. During the bell, or during the ball, Grizabella reappears and is shunned again, while old Deuteronomy looks sadly. She tries to dance, but she's so old and yucky that she can't. I creative emphasis there. End scene and act one. Now act two. Why will the summer day delay? When will time flow away? This if if you're listening to this and this hasn't felt like a fucking riddle for the last five minutes, something's wrong. You need to do it's all just some up. check to make sure you're either A awake. Oh yeah, this makes our fan sense. who listens to this while they sleep. Nightmares. <laughs> Sorry. They're gonna wake up and be like, Did I do drugs? Where am I? Did Mungo Jerry <laughs> In the summertime when the weather is hot. <laughs> Big ups, Mungo Jerry. <laughs> After the Jellicle Ball, Old Deuteronomy contemplates what happiness is, how, uh, referring to Grizabella. However, the cats don't understand him, so he has Jemima, or syllabub, depending on the production. <laughs> I thought I read that as, or syllabub, depending on the pronunciation, and I'm like, well, <laughs> Jemima doesn't really look like syllabub, so I don't know that that one's up to interpretation. <laughs> Jemima, the youngest of the, all the Jellicles, sings it in simpler terms. Gus, short for asparagus. <laughs> Which obviously. is a super good name, by the way. Mater, like Tumiter, without the tuh. If you name your cat Gus, but its name really is asparagus, you've done it right. Gus, shuffle, short for asparagus, shuffles forward as the next cat to be introduced. I also like that it's short for asparagus, which is somehow important to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were like, okay, this cat could just be named Gus. They're like, listen, we already have one called Victoria the White Cat. That's about as plain as we can get. This cat is definitely and crucially named Asparagus. <laughs> he was once a famous actor, but is now old and suffers from palsy, which makes his paws shake. Palsy. Which obviously has to be, they spelled it P-A-L-S-Y, but it's, ah, uh, does yeah. spelled P-A-W-L-S-Y. Yeah. Uh, he is accompanied by Jelly Lorum. <laughs> His caretaker tells <laughs> of his exploits. This is and better I than am anything. Jelly of him, dude. This is better than anything I could have made up. I love this so much. I hope this is nowhere near the fucking plot. And some <laughs> asshole just went onto Wikipedia and just made shit put, up. Put Gus, short for asparagus, because that's the most creative individual of all time. So he suffers from palsy. He is accompanied by Jelly Lorum, his caretaker, who tells of his exploits. Gus then remembers how he once played the infamous pirate captain Growl Tiger, a.k.a. the Terror of the Thames. Gus tells the story about the pirate's captain's romance with Lady Griddlebone and how Growl Tiger was overtaken by the Siamese and forced to walk the plank to his death. Back in the present, after Gus, short for Asparagus, exit, Skimbleshanks is seen sleeping in the corner. <laughs> See, okay, here's the one thing, is right. that I feel like this is defeating our theory that cats can be named everything, because <laughs> no. I hate all of those no, I, know, I don't want any of these. He is the cat who is unofficially in charge of the night train to Glasgow, which is a lot of responsibility. Cool. is that in Montana? Skimbleshanks is considered vital to the rail operations, <laughs> as without him, quote, the train can't start. <laughs> With This sounds like a bad deal. Awful. This sounds like a bunch of drugs went sideways. This is the plot. How did this run on Broadway for like this is 20 the plot years? Of Polar Express. But with bullshit names. <laughs> 
Skimble, okay, with his, within his song, the whole steam train engine is assembled out of objects in the junkyard. With a third crash and an evil laugh, the most wanted cat, McCavity, appears. He is the so-called, quote, Napoleon of crime. Tooth McCavity. <laughs> I want at one point to be nicknamed the Napoleon of crime. <laughs> who always manages to evade the authorities. McCavity's henchmen cover, er, capture Old Deuteronomy and take off with the Patriarch in tow. As Munkastrap and his troops give chase, Demeter and Bamba Lurina explain what they know about McCavity. Bamba! There's just more cats somehow. But this is what he means. This is the part where you think it's about heaven, but no, some crazy shit goes. Cats. Somebody throws a bomb, and then they talk him out of it, and he leaves. <laughs> because when they're finished, McCavity returns disguised as Old Deuteronomy, but his cover is blown, and he ends up in a fight with Monkstrap and Alonzo. McCavity holds his own for the time, but the rest of the tribe gang up and surround him. He shorts out the stage lights and escapes in the resulting confusion. After the fight, Rum Tum Tugger calls upon the magician, Mr. Mistopheles, for help. Known as the original conjuring cat, Mr. Mistopheles can form, perform feats of magic that no other cat can do. He displays his magical powers in a dance solo and uses them to restore the lights and bring back Old Deuteronomy. Now, the jellical choice can be made. Before Old Deuteronomy can announce his decision, Grizabella returns to the junkyard, you know, the gross one, and he allows her to address the gathering. Her faded appearance and lonely disposition have little effect on her song, Memory, the only song anyone has ever heard of cats. Yeah, right. With You have to watch the entire shit and get two songs away from the end to and hear Memory. And that's Jennifer Hudson's character. I know, which will be great. Yeah. She has, I feel like I should know Jennifer Hudson's voice by now, but she has the most odd yet very good renditions of so many popular songs. Completely. Like every time I hear them, I'm like, what fucking song is this? And then I'm like, oh, it's oh. this song. And it's Jennifer Hudson. Okay, it makes okay. sense. Yeah, I'm not right. <laughs> With acceptance and en encouragement from Jemima and Victoria the White Cat, <laughs> her appeal succeeds and she is chosen to be the one to go to the Heaviside Lair and be reborn into a new Jellicle life. A tire raises from the pile of junk, carrying Grizabella and Old Deuteronomy partway towards the sky. Grizabella then completes the journey on her own. Finally, Old Deuteronomy gives his closing speech to the audience, and the show comes to a close. What? That is the single wildest thing I think I've ever what? read. I think that convinced me to just never watch. I don't movie. want it anymore. No. I also now have so much more faith in Twitter renditions of things. Right. Because that was a true telling in about twelve tweets. Right. A lot of a lot of alliteration there. Yeah, true telling in That I, guys, tweet us the de tweet us your favorite Jellical cat. Tweet. The and deets. we'll make sure to throw tweet, that a favorite tweet, or two. The deets. I feel like I had a tweet of the week. Okay. No, I can't find it. What Zane? You gotta. Zane, who's your favorite Jellicle cat? Fuck that. That's not one of them. Who is it, Ooh. do you think? Do you think it's Rum Tum Tugger? Do you think no, it's, it's probably... Munkus Strap? No. Do you think it's Victoria the White Cat? No. What about Old Deuteronomy? No. What about Kringle Buns? Who's the one that ran the train? Oh, yeah. Uh, he was very important. I'll look it up. Swiggle Niggle. Whoa. His name was. Can't say stuff like that. Um, uh, Skimble Shanks. Skimble Shanks. He's yep. your favorite, you think? Probably. I think mine's my favorite one is um, Gus, short for Asparagus, because that's his <laughs> full name. I can never guess that. 
<laughs> I've never gussed that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Go ahead and hit us with tweet, of, tweet us tweet the of week. I don't have Tweet of the Week. Guys, Tweet of the Week comes to us this week from Katie at Katie WBR, and it says, Petition for Katy Perry to sing E.T. at the Area 51 Raid Halftime. Kiss me. Kick, kick, kick kiss, kiss me. me. In fact, me. 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 Me